I feel like where we are in the season, I had forgotten how much I love Willow. I love Willow. Like the whole, it's like, because I was like, when did we last see? I just, I think it's because when she got magic addicted, it really took over part of her. Mm-hmm. It almost like it is an analog to like when people do have addiction issues. Yeah. But like the person that she is without the addiction, I just like her. Mm-hmm. I, like I root for her. I think she's funny. I think she's kind of weird in a cool way. Mm-hmm. She's a good person to have on your team. Like I just wrote her name and hearts around it in my notes. Yeah. Because I was like, this Willow is great. Yeah. I loved it. I love when uh, Buffy decides to show Principal Wood the the potentials training okay we'll talk deeper about that right now we're talking about something that's happy and then um willow comes out and is like oh uh so you the dance cheer routine (laughs) and then like when she's just like you know what i'm glad that you already know because like like arms full of weapons i loved it was really cute and it was so like old school willow i I just really liked it Mm -hmm. it reminds me like the the writers still have a handle on these, mm-hmm. So much has changed. So much has happened, but they still have a handle on who Willow is. And so mm-hmm. it was nice to see her again. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there have been things that have been tough with you mm-hmm. the past couple seasons. But now. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. Um, I guess we should intro the show. Well, usually we do like a cold open where we talk about a thing. Oh, yeah. That's true. I think we were doing. I thought we were doing the show. <laughs> Me too. Is this a show? Hello? Welcome to Hell Moggy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ryan Mogi. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are talking about two episodes from season seven, Get It Done and Storyteller. Yeah. Um, my first note for Get It Done is Velour Sweatsuit. Me too! Oh my gosh. Okay, so seeing Buffy in that made mm. me remember why they were popular. Yes. She looks amazing. I mean, I think we have talked about on talked about it. I'm ready. You are going, you're ready. I'm ready. You're ready I for want them to it. come right back. Honestly, I think you should go now to the Goodwill because they're going to become a hot commodity. Right. And then they won't be there anymore. Right. So I feel like now is the time to get the best velour sweatsuit there is at thrift stores. It looks amazing on her. She, she looks so good. She looks uh, She looks cute. I called her Mama Bear Buffy. Yeah. She looks cute. She looks really cute in it. Yeah. Um. Though, can we talk about this dream? Because I've, I'm just a person who watches Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sure. But I know mm-hmm. that pretty much every Slayer dream is prophetic yes it always means something and Mm -hmm. sometimes it means something very literal yeah this one is very literal Mm -hmm. she has a dream she's walking through the house late at night there's potentials everywhere probably more potentials than there actually are there's Mm -hmm. just like every corner of the house there's potentials 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 she's checking on them all they're all sleeping and then she hears a noise and it's little chloe one of the potentials huddled in a corner crying Mm -hmm. very upset Mm-hmm. And then the poten- and then the first slayer shows up and is like, I think she's like, you're not ready. She Something said? like that. Something yeah. Like. Then Buffy wakes up and she pays extra special close attention to Chloe to make sure that Chloe's okay because clearly Chloe is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what happens. Yeah, she's like, you know what? Um, my dreams usually are a prophecy. Yeah, I should make sure that something's okay with Chloe. That this specific girl of all the girls is the mm-hmm. one girl whose face I saw in that dream. Mm-hmm. So probably I should just give her a heads up, check in, see if she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Make sure that she's not like having all night conversations with the first. Yeah. Nope. She doesn't do that. She doesn't do that at all. And it's kind of ridiculous that she doesn't, 
even just like when they're having breakfast, say like, hey, Chloe, mm-hmm. how's it going? Even if it d- wouldn't have changed the ultimate uh, choice that Chloe makes. Mm-hmm. But like Buffy doesn't treat it like anything. And it's like, no, it's a prophecy. Yeah. They're all prophecies, Buffy. Yeah. And even like later in the episodes, she's like, I get visions sometimes. So she knows the difference between yeah. visions and bad dreams. I also, or even when uh, Kennedy's being really hard on her. Okay. There's which, so much in that scene because one, it is maybe the worst training thing I've ever seen. What the fuck are they doing? I feel like a kickboxing class at the Y has more intense yes. kicks and punches in it. It's like it's almost, embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's like you. I don't even know. Like it made me think not one of these girls has any athletic skill at all. No, it was embarrassed. It was so embarrassing. Like, like, were they trying? I don't know what that was supposed to show us. Cause I thought at first they were going to show us how the girls are trying hard. Yeah. And like some of them, you know, drop and give me 20. Not everyone can do 20 pushups. Yeah. Fine. Sure. But instead it made them look weak and no. like they couldn't. Fi- no, these girls can't fight. They're not even trying to fight. And then when, when, she, I wouldn't want to show Principal Wood that. No, I'd be embarrassed. Honestly, I would, I would disband it and be like, we, if you guys are going to, if this is what you're going to do, there's no reason to do this. We might as well yeah. be laying out and tanning right now. That's how close, that's how much movement you're getting toward being a fighter. They're not doing anything. They're not even punching the air with, they're not even going, Whoa. no, they're just, they're like, just ha, 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 ha. Like, if they sparred against each other, their arms were just like they're like have spaghetti arms. No, it was like like it. Ugh, I hated it so much. I I I hated it so. It was much. like insulting to all female athletes and fighters. Yes. throughout history. Because the thing <laughs> is, it's not like this show doesn't know how to make women look like cool fighters. Yes, and I get that we're like maybe that is what we're supposed to feel. I think maybe it is because when Buffy looks at it and she goes, "It's not enough." Because right. I think she is supposed to see, like, shit, this is, like, but not. Like, I went to high school, and I was an athlete there. But there were people who, like, weren't super athletic who joined cross country. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, trained a little. Mm-hmm. And then they were good at running. Yeah, like, that's, like, me. Yeah. I like, had never been You athletic. don't have to be an athlete, especially when you're that young. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be an athlete to train and look stronger. Yeah. So, like, I don't think that was, I think, what was frustrating to me is I didn't feel like any of these girls were reaching their personal potential, separate from whether they're a slayer. Mm -hmm. Like, these, could they all have run a mile without stopping? I don't think so. Yeah. Like, maybe start with some calisthenics. That was the thing, too, where it was, like, it seriously, and I think that's, like, my general issue with just, like, the sloppiness of, like, the casting. Yeah. The, like, the the way that they treat the potentials. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I was reading a thing on Tumblr the other day that I think expressed a lot of issues that we felt, which was like they wished that season seven, instead of introducing all these characters that nobody gives a shit about, to like have it kind of mirror the first season. Okay. And focus on the core four. Yeah. And then maybe, and you know, like then also like, oh, like stuff with Anya and stuff with like people that we've grown to care about rather than being like, this is the last season. Um, here are all these rando people that yeah. we're not going to bother to try and write anything interesting about. Um, or, and I, we know where things are going with these potentials. So I think, I think you can still get to where they end up mm-hmm. with what if they introduced just like Amanda? Yeah. 
They introduce one person who's next in line. Everyone else is getting murdered. And they train one person. And then they could even have the Dawn thinks it's her. And then it turns out not to be her. Like, they could do so much. I guess you wouldn't get Kennedy. Which, right now, who fucking cares? Fine. Um, (laughs) But, like, I think you could go down to two potentials. Mm -hmm. And the two potentials, you could get to know them. Yeah. You could see them grow as fighters. Yeah. But right now, they're a bunch of... They're a bunch of doofuses. Like, yeah, they're, I don't know. It's, There's no organization. Like, do they care when they're doing those punches and stuff? Are we supposed to believe that those characters are trying? I don't know. It looks like it just, it looks fucking stupid. You know what it looks like? And I was talking about like school. It reminds me of like, if someone tried to do these kind of moves in like a seventh grade phys ed class, I was where, just thinking PE. Yeah, it I was looks just like PE, PE. Where like you're required to do it. You don't really want to sweat because you're going to have to go back to class. Yeah. You're wearing clothes that you don't really like want to sweat in either because yeah. you're going to have to keep wearing them. So you're like, that's what it looks like. It looks like PE. You're which, so fucking right. It looks exactly like the beginning where you have to like, they're like, all right, uh, ju- jumping jack, right foot, <laughs> left foot. <laughs> It looks and like everyone that. just kind of like goes through the yeah. like arms don't really move. Yes. That's what it looks like. And then they're going to walk the track for 30 minutes. That's yep. what it is. Like, yeah. Whereas it should look like at least some of them, yeah. because they want to live, should be trying. And then to have Kennedy be doing this like drill, drill ser- sergeant bullshit on a group of people that don't seem to be. It's not working. No, it's, they're not responding to it. I mean, calling someone a maggot and then being like, I called her a maggot. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Also, yeah. Then it's like, okay, well, maybe don't abuse them. Why are you in this leadership position? Because you're why fucking you Willow. Exactly. Like, no. I'm like, like, why does she have any kind of, like, because she's the oldest? Maybe because she's the oldest. And honestly, if she were doing it well, great. Then we'd finally have a purpose for Kennedy. Yeah. If Kennedy was good at organizing them and training them, and she could even still say, Buffy, they're not ready to really fight. They're doing the best they can. They're working really hard. Like if we saw that they're working hard and they're just not that good. Yeah. If their if their maximum potential is still not being able to fight that well, great. Yeah. But they're going through the motions. And I'm like, yeah. what's what is the point of this? It's pretty horrible. Like they could be doing just sit-ups and push-ups and getting stronger versus what they're doing. Like, like they could sun whatever and then they like put their arms up and then they're like, "Now put your arms down." It is it's embarrassing. I honestly think a cardio kickbox class is more intense. Seriously. <laughs> and those are for all levels. Mm-hmm. A Zumba class is more intense. Oh, my God. A Zumba class is way more intense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... And again, I don't know what the show's trying to tell us. Is the show telling us that these girls don't care? I don't know. I don't... Other things make you th- me think that's not what they're thinking. I... I and <laughs> is the show telling us that... Because honestly, like... That Buffy is embarrassed of this because, like, she should be. Yeah, I think she is embarrassed. I think she is because it looks pretty stupid. It looks stupid. But then maybe it should be like they're doing stupid exercises, mm-hmm. but trying hard at them. Mm-hmm. Or they're all, like, trying to do, um, like, uh, I don't know, what is it called when you do a cartwheel into a roll or something? Like, they're all doing something that should be, like, a basic gymnast thing that all slayers yeah. can do. And they're not good at it. Sure, That's like maybe the thing. have them do something that is like a skill that they're still developing instead mm-hmm. of them all in unison, spaghetti arming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, and what the fuck? Where, what? Why does it matter that they're doing any of this? Like, it doesn't matter. No. Like, them doing these punches, like, it is so infuriating. And I feel like I need to, like, think on it 
a lot as mm-hmm. to like why exactly it is the PE thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's that it looks childish. It looks disorganized. And maybe that is what they are. Maybe that is because she says, right, like later on in the in the in the in the episodes. Yeah. Buffy says people will die. Girls will die. Maybe me. And that is kind of what it looks like. It looks like a bunch of children being forced to do exercises they don't care about. And I think for me and I think it's triggering for me in a little way because they are all girls. Yeah. And it makes it look like girls can't be athletes. That's kind of what it looks like. That's what it looks like. It looks like a bunch of girls who don't really care about. And I know it's not sports, but it they, it feels like a bunch of girls who yeah. can't do anything athletic. Yeah. And the thing is, like, yeah, calisthenics. Have them start with, like, jogging. I mean, I guess they can't. I was thinking about that. They can't jog in the neighborhood. Okay. So then so they can't leave the house. But there are so many things they could do. This is they before can, the time of HIIT workouts, but they could do something. But like I said, push-ups. Yeah. Sit-ups. High knees. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there are things they could do. Straight like, up jumping jacks. Straight quite up, honestly. like, military jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. Like, they could be, you know what they should be doing? What? Which would have been perfect. What? Tybo. Yeah. They could all, and honestly, that would have been still kind of embarrassing for Buffy, yes. for Principal Wood to see, but they could all just be doing Tybo. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd be like, it's, and they'd be trying, and maybe they'd be clumsy or something, but like, at least they'd be like doing something with intensity. And that's the thing, which is like, if we had seen them actually trying, Mm -hmm. and I think that would be even more effective, right? Like, if they were actually trying and still, like, let's just pretend I don't, I I have this image in my head of them like doing, like breaking a thing of wood with their hands. Something that Buffy could do without even, like, with a breath. Right. It would be nothing. And we could even see some of them like taking a couple tries to do it. Um, and uh, it would be her then being like, you know what? It's not enough. Because th- yeah. we would still see that. And we could see them even being excited over like small victories that mm-hmm. like for a he- normal human right. are kind of cool. But for a Slayer are fucking nothing. Yep. Exactly. Having them all cheer that they broke Exactly. And then we could even see an image of them like cheering and then like the beginning of voiceover Going into a cut to Buffy yeah. saying, like, I know what you're thinking. It's not enough. That would have been great. Yeah. We could have rewritten it, the scene, amazing, many different ways. And I think the other part of it, and I think we'll get to this more because we are kind of, and one of the things I love about season seven, there are a few things, <laughs> is that it goes back to the origin of Slayers mm-hmm. and what that means and what that's all about. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily just in a um, a plot way. Mm-hmm. But, like, really getting to what it is and not just why Buffy is special, but, like, what the future can be for Slayers. Mm -hmm. And the three that we've met, Kendra, Buffy, and Faith, are all way fucking tougher than these girls. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine, we've seen Buffy a little bit. We didn't see Faith or Kendra before. But I can't imagine Faith standing in a backyard and doing what these girls are doing. No. I honestly can't imagine Kendra doing it either. No. Both of them have will. Beyond that. So, like, that's the other thing. It's like, so you're saying that after Buffy, they were all bad? Yeah. Every other potential Slayer is just bad? That's the... Uh, or after Faith, I guess. Yeah. I mean, maybe they killed the good ones. Maybe the, yeah. they were able to somehow care, rank girl. all the good people. Yeah. And they, like, went chick, click, 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 and got... Because we saw people running. Yeah. Like, but would Felicia Day actually be able to outrun those eyeless guys? And also, like... I don't think so. Uh, Kennedy... 
her being so old makes me think that she got looked over by those bringers a lot. That's true. Okay. Maybe she's the worst. Now I'm going back. I wish that they had just said this. Yeah. That this is the bottom of the barrel of potentials. Yeah. Because the the bringers killed all the good ones. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Everyone who was next in line. And this is like, it's like King Ralph. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that movie? No. It is a classic. It's referenced uh, in a Buffy episode. Oh, well, King Ralph is about, uh, it opens with the entire royal family in Britain taking a family picture. And because of the flash that they use and the water that they're standing on, they all get electrocuted to death. So it's like 100 people and they all die. Oh, my God. So they have to go, they have to figure out the lineage, like connect it, and they end up, the next in line to the British throne is this guy, Ralph, who lives in America. Mm-hmm. And so he gets to become king. It's John Goodman and it's it's a goofy 90s movie, uh-huh. whatever. But maybe this is a King Ralph situation. Mm-hmm. So that's why. That's why they all are lame. Yeah. And I don't even think Kennedy is next. No. I think Rona. Rona. Because <laughs> we're just going to say it wrong. Again. Rona. Rona. Uh, I think Rona might be next because she like seems to at least her brain seems to function. Yeah. Like she's quit. Like she has responses when people yes. say things. <laughs> I know it sounds dumb, but like she seems to like actually be engaged. Yeah. I obviously don't think it was Chloe. Unless Chloe, she was like pretty, she was pretty weak. Yeah, she's pretty weak. I mean, should we say that about someone who commits suicide? No, no. But I mean, in the fact that she couldn't even follow like what they were doing in this like Billy Blanks, like. You're being mean to Billy Blanks right now. Honestly, I am. Because you know what? (laughs) Billy Blanks would be better. Oh, my God. If they had gotten Billy Blanks to be on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) If Giles was like, I got this old friend I'm sending it. Because he's not in the episode. If you just like on the phone was like, I have a friend I'm sending him to you. Yes. And then Billy Blanks. Showed up with his like duffel bag. Yes. It's like, all right, girls, <laughs> I want to see you sweat. Oh, that um, would have been amazing. But so we have. Uh, uh, also, we before we get into seeing this terrible uh, workout class. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot happens. Uh, we see Spike and Anya walking together, just kind of talking about how. It's such a bummer to be human now. Mm-hmm. And the best way to deal with all these annoying new potentials is to just leave and go out, get drunk, go out and get drunk. And Ani's like, what if we, in addition to getting drunk, also had sex together? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're not going to do that. And she's like, but we could. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I'm like, I ship it. I, I mean, you know, now that my Anya Giles eyes have opened. Yeah. That's true. still my, that's still my like primary ship. Okay, sure. But in the meantime. This is like a fun ship. This is, yeah, because there no no hearts are going to get broken. Mm-mm. Which that's part of why I feel like it should happen. But this is the difference pre-soul, post-soul, I think. Sure. With Spike. I think yeah. old Spike, even before the incident, w- would have at this, if the if the incident hadn't happened, he stayed in town, whatever. I think he and Anya could have a, a friends with benefits situation. Yeah. But this one is, he's trying to be good. More good. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. And this is jumping way ahead again. Mm-hmm. But when he says to Buffy, I did this for you. It was what you wanted. I was like, okay. Get away. Get yeah. away. He needs to be sent to an asylum. No, that this was. This is crazy talk. Also, like, I'm sorry, but that is some, like, nice guy bullshit. That's some, like, you are projecting. Yeah. She never asked you to do this. No. She has to Ever. go away. She has to go away. She said, ask me again why I could never love you. Yeah. But that's not the same as. Get a soul. Yeah. That's what I want. She never asked him to get a soul. Ever. No, but I mean, at that moment, tempers were high. People were all, everyone was very mad at each other. Okay, but 
No one else was spitting lies. No, that was insane. Like I wanted, like everyone should have been like, no, Time she out. didn't ask you to Time do that. Out. That's crazy. You do you really believe that's right? Because like we gotta talk. Like, like I understand you're mad. Are you just saying that because you want to hurt her, or are you saying that because you feel that? Because those are two different things. Those are two different things. And honestly, either one, like shut your mouth. Yeah, one is you're being mean. Another is you're fucking insane. <laughs> like what are you talking about? Um, okay, but we can go back. Who says chucklehead? Someone calls someone a chucklehead. And <laughs> they do, and I forgot. Oh, you know what? It was Principal Wood when he's talking to those two kids, and yes! he's like, you know what? I just see a couple of chuckleheads. Chuckle <laughs> I was like, okay. that's so funny. Principal Wood is the king. He's he hilarious. is so adorable in this episode. I know. In these episodes. I mean, not when he's trying to kill Spike, but that's okay. I get it. I get it. He has, like, he killed your mom. Like, it's he killed very, your mom. And, and you, he wears that coat and is like, I know. The scene of the two of them in the, and again, I'm jumping in, but the scene of the two of them in the basement, oh, I my was like, God. Oh my god! You know, Buffy's gonna think about that tonight. Oh yeah, she's gonna take a bath and think about that. <laughs> she's like, oh, they're fighting over me. Um, um, so okay, Spike says no, thank you to Anya's indecent proposal mm-hmm. that she's making. Very like, she's just being so cute. I love Anya. I love Anya. She's just being like cute about it. She's not flat out saying it. And he, eventually, but he's like, no, yeah, I am not going to sleep with and you. And she's like, fine. And then a demon comes. <laughs> And he's like, Dauphin says hello or whatever. And yeah, tries to kill Anya. He basically like push. And this is also the difference between Soul mm-hmm. Spike and non-Soul Spike, which is like Soul Spike is a little bit smarter because mm-hmm. he was like, okay, I just need to repel this guy yep. and like take Anya away. And yeah, to get go. Anya safe. Mm-hmm. That's more important than fighting. Yeah. Winning. Yeah. Which Buffy cites as something she doesn't want. Yes. Which is interesting. Um, but we'll... Well, Buffy's speech... We'll get to Buffy's speech. Buffy's yeah. speech is... It's a complicated speech. Well, and the timing lot. of it, it... There's a lot going on. There's a lot of it. And <laughs> I... Like, my, like, TLDR of, like, notes about it were just, like... It's a tough situation for everyone. Minus Spike's I know. It's thing. like Buffy gonna Buffy is what kind of how I felt yeah. about it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's well, like, you know. You align yourself with Buffy. Sometimes she's gonna be condescending and judgmental. Yeah. And, and like then, that's annoying. That's but annoying, like, but like she'll save your life at the end. So, yeah. And that, that's the thing too is that like I can't. We keep saying like we'll get to we'll get to it. Uh, but like that's the thing too, which is like which we've talked about, which is the results of what she was basically therapizing with um, mm-hmm. conversations with dead people. Which is like, but when it comes down to it, she is still alone. Yep. Like you are all in it with her. But she was the one that had to fight that uber vamp in the middle of a Thunderdome to get you guys to be on her side. She's the one who's had to die twice. Yeah. And, like, you are all potential, sure. So that makes you guys all the same. But once you are called to be a Slayer, then that is it. Like, the only other person that, like, can feel what she feels, but still differently, is, like, Faith. Yeah. Um, but Faith has that whole thing of like being the other slayer, and then that's this whole other that's thing. That's a whole another thing. Well, and I think Willow, and like, she does call Willow out in that speech. Mm-hmm. But even Willow has enough. I mean, I think it's that she knows Buffy well enough that she's like, okay, I'm not going to take this personal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get all mad about it mm-hmm. because what Buffy is saying is right. Buffy's saying, I'm in this. I need you to be in this too, mm-hmm. and your fear is not a good enough reason not to be in it with me. Mm-hmm. And she's right. Yeah. Because, like, the stakes yeah. are too high for, or, and Willow could also be like, well, actually, my fear trumps what you're yeah. saying. But what what Buffy is asking for from Willow is not, I feel like it's not as bad as what she's doing to the potentials. 
The potential is literally one of them just committed suicide. That timing was very bad. (laughs) Very, very bad. Whereas for Willow, like for Willow, I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. You're calling her out, but you're also you're saying be in this with me. Yeah. And Willow should be in this with her. And Willow knows that. And we've seen bits of it Mm -hmm. because Willow, as we've talked about, she no longer practices magic. She is magic. Mm -hmm. And her to hold back those skills and those weapons for this fight is not Mm -hmm. the world's going to end. Like, do it. Yeah. 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 I know you're scared, but like, come do it. Yeah. And like, you're afraid that the same thing's going to happen that happened before. But the thing is, you're not the person that you were before. So it is kind of like it is a little different. And so that means an unknown. Yes. Which, yes, is scary, but it is better than knowing that you are doomed. Yes. Um. So I feel like the Willow part, I forgive her. I feel like that isn't, you know, set boundaries in your own friendships. You know who I don't forgive? Xander. I can't remember what Xander does. He's like, come on, buff. Like, you, you like he basically like tries to undercut her in front of everyone. Yep. And it's like, you're you understood your role for a second. And now you come in here. You come in here and you like completely forgot that like mm-hmm. it sucks, but your role is support. Yeah. That's all right. But if I were in that room, no matter how much I knew my role. And yeah. Buffy comes back in, yeah. and I'm surrounded by people who one of their compatriots literally just killed herself. Yeah. And they all found the body. They all saw the body hanging. Yeah. Then they saw the first, like, mock them. Mm-hmm. And first go, I'm going to go one by one through you yeah. and get you all to kill yourselves or murder you myself. Mm-hmm. Those kids are raw. They are raw. So I think I get Xander's, uh, like, instinct mm-hmm. to step in and be like, this is fucking crazy what you're doing. Yeah. And also, like... Something that, like, we're all kind of seeing as, like, detached viewers. Yes. Is that Buffy is not dealing. She's projecting. She's, yeah. like, she feels responsible mm-hmm. for Chloe's death. Yep. Angry that Chloe died. Scared that Chloe died. Scared that she can't protect these girls. Right. And also alone in the aftermath. Yes. Even though she's not, like we've said, like, she always does this. Mm-hmm. And I get it because I do it too. Mm-hmm. But she puts herself alone. Mm-hmm. she's like no one else can handle this but then i'm gonna take care of it myself mm-hmm. but then i'm alone in this and it's like yeah but you you everyone could have helped you dr- dig that grave yeah you didn't have to do it by yourself yeah you didn't have to do it probably at all yeah you could have sent three girls to go do it you could have you chose to go do it by yourself yeah so and then the- to come back and be like you know what i just did i just dug a grave by myself and it's like, yeah well you yeah. you like grabbed a shovel and you stomped away. <laughs> you grabbed a shovel and a dead body yeah. and went out to the woods. Like, yeah, I, y- yeah, you you did do that alone. Yeah, but and you can't be mad at everyone else that you did. And she also like keeps forgetting the thing that has made her different from all the slayers, which which is her support. Yeah, group. Mm-hmm. And so she is alone. Yes, in that she's the slayer. She's the only person that can yeah. feel what it's like to be the slayer. She's the one who has to make hard decisions. Mm-hmm. But she's Buffy the Vampire Slayer because of her team. Yes. Um, but of course, that's so easy to forget. Like when you get in a world of like, you're like, oh, I feel alone. Yes. Of course, the only thing you feel is alone. Right. And you ignore all the other stuff. Right. And you start pushing people away because yeah. you can't understand how alone you are. And then you're more alone. Yeah. And then also to like reframe the narrative and be like, no, I'm alone because like I because I have to do this alone. Yeah. Not, oh, my God. Like, I have to do this. And it's like, well, literally any of these people would have helped you. Yeah. You can all you have to do is say a thing. Yeah. Like, hey, I need help. And then people would help you. Yeah. You can't, like, n- refuse to ask for help. I mean, you can because people do it. Yeah. But when you refuse to act, ask for help, 
you're probably not going to get any help. Right. Especially when, <laughs> like, you give, like, a really, like, you, you've been known for giving these speeches about how no one's good enough. <laughs> um, So it is tough because, like, I get why, like, I totally understand why Buffy is uh, feeling this way mm-hmm. and why she's so angry at them. Cause yeah. Like, Cause like, yeah, right. Like you would feel that way if you were her, but at the same time, like it's, it's so much easier to, as a, uh, as a viewer be like, well, she needs to realize that like, she needs these people. Yes. And she's been using the stick a lot. Yes. And not necessarily the carrot. Which is interesting because when you look at the way she was trained by Giles Mm -hmm. and she did come to Giles with a lot of skills Mm -hmm. and she already was activated. So she had like magic or whatever, but like, that's not how Giles trained her. Mm Mm-mm. At all. No. He didn't say, yeah, you're probably not going to survive this thing because you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe sometimes he said that. Yeah. But not usually. Yeah. This idea like you were trained and you're not giving these girls are not getting what you got. She got like one on one training. She got one on one hardcore training. There's not even a pommel horse at this place. No. And she that's like a key part of her training. Oh, yeah. You have to stand upside down on it. Yeah. All the time. Like and stay still. Mm hmm. And not let the candle flicker? Is that another one that she had to do? Stare into the crack of the crystal. She had to do a lot of <laughs> like weird things. things. But like, yeah, she got one-on-one hardcore personal mm-hmm. slayer training. And she's not offering that to a person. No. And But then she's like, y'all ain't good enough. Get better. Yeah. And I get also that she's like, I can't do that because like. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. There are too many of them. Yes. But she could sit down at work while she's not listening to people talk. She could write down, like, a list of tasks and hand it to Kennedy. She needs to quit her job at that school. Well, it's where the hellmouth is. It is. But she could just spend time patrolling. I think now that she and Dr. Wood are, like, same place, now she should quit her job and be like, okay, I'll just come in when I need to come in. Like, just give me free reign of the school. Yeah, and also things are so chaotic, no one's going to notice. Yeah. I mean, no one noticed that Dawn just didn't show up to school. Yeah. Speaking of Dawn. You got some Dawn notes? I do, but they're like positive. So I really. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I don't know if this is the right show for you. I loved that scene where Buffy is talking to Dawn like she's a peer and Dawn like sharing what she's found in her research. And like there isn't like Buffy's not doing that thing anymore of like, no, you have to be protected. Like you can't do any of this. Yeah. Like it really is just Dawn being like, this is what I found. Like, ugh, like I've, I've learned ancient Sumerian. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, how about when she was like reading the thing mm-hmm. and then it became and she's like and they're like, wow, you're translating fast. And she's like, it's not in Sumerian yeah, anymore. I because, loved that. Yeah. Dawn has grown really well. The show, as we've talked about, like they figured out how to write her and Buffy's allowing her to grow up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, I feel like I I like Willow a lot right now. I like Dawn a lot right now. Honestly, I know we can play about Xander. I like Xander a lot right now. Yeah. The Xander Anya stuff in the second episode, which I'm sure we'll get to. I have good things to say about that. Like, it's all good. Now, I do have some complaints about Andrew. Okay. Number one, that big board is lame O. <laughs> well, he is. They're supposed to be cork boards. Yeah. They're supposed to be thumbtacks. Yeah. They're supposed to be photographs. He has he's, one poster board. He has one poster board. None of those three things. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. He's not good. You can't call being... it a big board. It's a poster of it's, some thoughts. It's like one of those posters with kind of the foamy inside. Yes, it's foam It's core. one of those. He's not good and at you know being uh, anything. And if it's foam core, you know what you can do? 
What? Use thumbtacks. Yeah, you can use thumbtacks. He's not good at it. He's not good. He's not good and and he whatever. But that was very disappointing to me because you know I love a big board. No, I know you do. I own a big board. I haven't done one yet. I know. I'm like, I got to do and it. And so when you see someone that has the opportunity and I they know. don't take it, it's very frustrating. I do like that he shook hands with Principal Wood while his hand was in an oven mitt. <laughs> I did like that a lot. I thought that was a really funny detail. Yes. And he is good for comic relief. I like that like he's a hostage. Yeah. And, like, guestage. Guestage. So, like, Andrew, in general, I don't have a lot of problems with. I just was very, like you said, I was disappointed in that he had this opportunity to make a big board. Mm-hmm. And that's what he came up with. And he called it a big board. Yeah. Just call it a poster. But we've seen that he is very, um, he will stretch the truth about his own abilities yes. and his own, like, as we see in the next episode. Yeah. His dreams exceed his grasp. At very much so. <laughs> like, aggressively so. It's also interesting when people have, like, the, I've, I've read a lot of complaints about season seven. And one of people's biggest gripes is why is she not, why is Andrew still around? He should be dead. Which is interesting, but I'm like, half the characters on this show is like, why are they still around? They well, should be dead. And Buffy doesn't usually kill people. Yeah, she doesn't kill people. Like, she has accidentally. Sure. No, someone else did. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Faith. but Well, she, no, but I thought... No, she thought she killed that one I girl. I thought she killed... Oh, but it was a robot. I it thought was, she she's killed She's already someone. dead. That girl was already dead. It was when Warren tried to frame oh, her. Oh, that's right. She had the fantasy there. And then the Ted thing, but he was a robot. He was a robot. So okay, she's never, she's never killed, killed a person. person. But so that so her execution is not her style. No, it's not. And like, if it were, that's like kind of scary that a slayer would be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like she was going to kill Anya. She was going to kill Anya. Oh, but that was before Anya was, was human. Yeah, Buffy does not kill people. That's part of why Andrew's alive. The other yeah. part is he is as harmless as a gnat. Yeah, I mean, he did kill someone. He killed someone, but <laughs> he did kill someone. But I think also like he, I think his character is important. In especially when we see the next episode. Yeah. And we'll get to it. This is one of my storytellers, one of my favorite episodes in the whole series, Mm -hmm. because I think it does say something about storytellers and distancing yourself from a narrative Mm -hmm. and a thing that a lot of people tend to do, which is like cinematize their own lives so that Mm -hmm. they're not part of it. Right. And it's like, oh, this thing happened to me. And it's yeah, it disengages you and gives it's sort of the way some people use religion. Mm hmm. Just to give it like takes away your own agency and responsibility for what has occurred in your life. Right. It's like, well, because g- God wanted it to be this way. And it's like, OK, maybe, maybe, but maybe also look at your own actions. Yeah. But like if you see a pattern of things where like you do certain things and then these things happen. Yeah. God or not, maybe change the things that you did. And then yeah. those things won't happen. And then if you change the things that you did, God wanted you to change the things that you did. There you go. There you do. There you go. That is the nice thing about God. That is a- <laughs> he just wants whatever you he are doing. He fills all the cracks. You just, Ugh. I think that's something that an actual religious person would say. He fills like, all the cracks? Yeah. Like in your Maybe. soul. But I'm saying like whatever happens, you can just be like, God, God said. did it. Said it. Wanted, wanted it. Wanted it. Doesn't, nothing happens that God didn't plan for. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you don't have free will. No. Um, okay. So, and I did like also this funnel cake is kicking my ass. <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever had funnel cake cookies? No, that sounds I great. I had them recently. Amazing. I will make some for yum, you. Yum, yum, They're essentially like little fried cookies. Yum. And they like melt in your mouth like funnel cake. Yum. They're really good. Yum, yum, yum. Um, also when, <laughs> when Buffy says that the Hellmouth usually blows around May, it <laughs> made me really happy. <laughs> I was like, this is the kind of meta reference I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I 
Wait, so where is, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Where is Giles right now? We don't know. He just ran away? I mean, I we think don't know me and you or like the characters <laughs> in the show don't know. I mean, I don't think the characters in the show, the characters in the show know, but I don't think they have told the viewers. Like okay. no one's looking for him. Okay. But I don't think we've been told where he went. Okay. So he just like. Like he maybe he's getting more slayers. Sure. He's just doing something. He's doing something. Okay. 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 I mean, because he should be in this episode, but I bet they just did only had so many um, ASH episodes. You know That's what I mean? Right. I'm sure like he was only allowed to do That's 13 to- of the season totally and so like, right. they had to just not have him. But yeah, he should be in that room when she's giving that speech. He should because I would like to hear his perspective on that. But I do think that said, I feel like he would be the one trying to translate Sumerian. So it's kind of nice that he isn't there because it lets Dawn grow. Absolutely. And, and evolve. Um, also like, okay. <laughs> yeah. When Buffy is giving her speech to everybody mm-hmm. and she's like, I need you guys to be giving your all right now. It's and maybe this is just me feeling nihilistic about the world, but um, so I get what like giving your all maybe Anya and Willow, because we see later when they're like, there's nothing we can do. Buffy's in this alternate world. And Dawn's just like, okay, well, like, what would you do if you were another witch that isn't you? What would <laughs> you do? That was pretty funny. Yeah. And then Anya, I mean, like, I can't even think of how I would help. And then as soon as they start talking, Anya's like, no, this is how you do it. It's like, yeah. So all you had to do is actually try to help yeah. and then all of a sudden doors open yeah which is a thing that i've experienced too where mm-hmm. you're like paralyzed into or you're stressed out into para paralysis right or like that thing of like and this is not quite the same but like when the people say like progress uh perfection is the enemy of progress absolutely because it's totally true because if you're like oh if only i was the kind of person who could make a buffy podcast i would have a buffy podcast mm-hmm. i thought that for too long mm-hmm. and then we just started a buffy podcast and now mm-hmm. we are those people yeah or like it's, it's like just, um yeah uh a struggle that i've had a lot mm-hmm. uh with um if i'm like thinking about okay i need to like work on that novel i've been yeah. working on and i'm like oh i don't feel like writing the perfect chapter right now and it's like no one's asking you to write the fucking perfect right. chapter right just a write chapter. something you're better off writing some bullshit crap yeah that you can like edit later because then it's something it's or there. honestly then that stuff is out of you and you're never gonna write that bad yeah. stuff again you can write some good stuff it's like the the toothpaste at the at the outside of the tube when you yeah, like, get that out yeah, that weird watery one? shit yeah like no. crusty watery yeah. yeah totally know what you mean get it away yeah get to the fresh good toothpaste yeah, that's that in gooey. there and maybe get a better cap for your toothpaste maybe, yeah maybe you have a cap problem i probably have a cap problem <laughs> now that we're talking about this this shouldn't maybe happen. it's not closing <laughs> um but I, I know for like a brand new tube of toothpaste particularly yes. arm and hammer which is what i use oh um it is like when you first open it there's like mm-hmm. this weird like it's just wet yeah and it's you just not squeeze it out. yeah just get rid of that yep and then you got the good stuff perfect um, same thing happens with noxema face wash interesting it'll get like a little like I think it's the moisture. I don't know what it is. It gets like this weird film on top. Just oh, get the film. Get off. it out. And then good face cream underneath. Great. Um, Though I think it's for teenagers. I stopped <laughs> using it because I was like, am I too old for Noxema? Um, I do like to splash my face though. Oh, yeah. And just like wetness <laughs> all behind you. Your whole your whole bathroom is covered Maybe in water. that's why there's like a weird wetness on top of my Noxema. Because <laughs> I put <laughs> it all your water. water. <laughs> um, <coughs> but... So I get what like people with power yes need to actually use it. Yeah. But she's also yelling at the potentials to like be yeah better. But like 
another thing that Buffy is really struggling with right now is the like not knowing exactly what this bad is, not knowing how like it's something that can't be punched, which she keeps saying. So even if there I think she's taking a lot of her frustrations of like because even if the thing that she's saying that Mm -hmm. will help, which is. Okay, potentials like you guys really need to be like really good at punching or whatever, yeah. you know, like be better at fighting. Yeah. Even if it, they were all Buffy's, it would the issue would still remain like, but we don't know how to get this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And so like her being like, you guys need to be better. It's like, okay, sure. But yeah. like, that's not going to solve the thing that is frustrating you the most right now, which is that this thing is insidious and it, immater- like n- n- not fightable right yep. now. Um. So that was like another thing that was like bothering me. But then I at the end of that, I was like, I get that Buffy's mad and frustrated, but it's more of just a frustrating situation. (laughs) (laughs) I understand her feelings, but these things are (laughs) these things happen. Yeah, I was just being very like, yeah, I think you're right. She's taking out her frustrations on everyone. And I think when she's coming at Willow and she's coming at people for not stepping up, she knows she needs to step up. Why didn't she open the that everything in that Slayer box? What, you know what I mean? Off. Why was that not the very first thing she did? I know. Because she's afraid of, I think she's afraid of doing everything she can and being her best and that not being enough. Exactly. But that's not an excuse, just like we said, that's not an excuse not to do anything yeah. or not to be your best or yeah. do, do what you can right now. Um, So she does open the big box. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of fun. Yeah. I like the little shadow thing. Yeah. And there's like Jumanji. Yes. And it was like, oh, the sound. And so it starts it up and we kind of learn the true origin, which we kind of got hinted at before, but of the first Slayer. Yes. Which is that there were demons and there were humans. (laughs) There's singing happening, which you guys are not going to hear because it never gets picked up. And then we just sound crazy. And then we sound crazy. Um, but it does sort of feel like as Kelly is telling this story, there's Jumanji music. Yeah, because like, hey. Um, so there were there were humans and there were demons and the men were in charge and they were afraid. And so they took a girl and they chained her to the ground. Yep. And they gave her the power to fight. They forced the power into her. Yeah. To then fight for them. Mm-hmm. On behalf of them. Yeah. So that they would not have to risk their own hides. Yes. Which it's funny because I realized as I was watching this, I was like, oh, they didn't spell this out before. But I feel like I've been saying it on this show a lot Mm -hmm. because like, I just didn't realize it was a spoiler. I thought. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, no, they hadn't like spelled it out. Now it's spelled out. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it it has been like pretty evident if you've been watching the show. Yeah. Uh, But now we know for sure that this is how (laughs) this started. Yeah. And it's pretty effed up. Yeah. It is because then we get to see it happen mm-hmm. when Buffy. Uh, so this like portal opens and it's like, are you willing to make the trade? And they're like, huh? And Buffy goes in and then this crazy demon comes out <laughs> and then the portal closes and the demon. OK, so here's my issue with like most issue? demons in Hellmouth in Hellmouthy in the Hellmouth. OK, um, it's that they're not efficient fighters. Their first move is always just to throw a person. Yeah, like, like to go for the kill. They never. Go they for never the kill. do. Yeah, they, they don't. always go for like I'm going to throw you against this. I'm going to throw you against that. They're throwing everybody willy nilly. I feel like I also feel like, but part of it is they don't usually have a lot of weapons. It's true. So maybe they're afraid that the the person has weapons, so they need to throw them. So they'll drop yeah, they the want to like. I think they want to like knock the person out or like mm. defeat, like get the person down. Mm-hmm. And they can like step on their head. Yeah, pull off their arm. 
Um, also kick just, him in the nads. <laughs> yes, kick him in the nads. I think we also need to talk about, so Buffy's full outfit fully becomes more evident once she's walking around mm-hmm. in Joshua Tree. Um, she is wearing the same kind of like witchy skirt. Yes. With high heeled witchy boots. Well, it's got like a high low hem. Like it's got like, yeah. Peak- it's not high low, but it, there are many layers. There's, it's not all one length. It gets like mm. tall. It gets higher in the middle on the side. Yeah. And it, and it also, has like a, a ruffle kind of thing. So it started as a circle skirt. Yes. And then it was like, you know, when you're at the uh, hairdresser and mm-hmm. they take like just a chunk of your hair and they use the scissors like no- uh, vertically. Vertic- yeah. To like thin it. Mm-hmm. It's like someone did that with this fabric. Yes. And so it's like PC. I had a skirt like that that also had ribbons oh involved my. and it was black and it was that same look. And I'm pretty sure I saw this episode of Buffy and I was like, I love that look and went and got one of those skirts. And it was like, it just added to the PCness of the skirt. Yes. Well, there was a time when like that kind of like not quite prairie skirt, but that length of skirt yeah. and fullness of skirt was a look. I yeah. had quite a few of those. Me too. And I felt like. It, like the With look boots. that, yep, and the look that you're going for is like a like sexy fairy, dark fairy, dark fairy witchy person. Yes, who like could spell do a spell on you, but like won't. Yes, probably. that was like the look. And so Buffy's wearing that mm-hmm. with a chunky knit cream colored turtleneck and a jean yes. jacket. Yes, and those without the jacket, I like it more. I think. Me too. It but seems- I don't mind the jacket itself. No, I don't but mind the with jacket. With the jacket, it feels like waist up J. Crew, waist down witch. Yes. And it also feels like two different climates. Because it's like a warm climate yes. on the bottom, cold yes. climate on the top. Yeah, unnecessary. Yeah. So I was noticing her outfit a yeah, lot. Yeah, that was her. That was the look she took to <laughs> through the portal. So she's through the portal, and everyone's like, we got to get her back. And I'm like, if you get her back really fast, what's the point? She went through the portal on purpose. I know. It was I know. Like, do you notice that she went? I mean, I, they do the perfect timing. Mm-hmm. But like, did you remember how she did it on purpose? Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got to turn it around. And I'm like, you know how annoyed she's going to be if she traveled all the way through this portal, came all the way back and didn't learn anything? I know. What they should have, like, how they should have phrased it was like, we need to figure out how to open the portal. How to open, so that when she's so ready. ready. To, yeah. Because right now they're like, and that was the thing too. I was like, don't do it too fast. She's gonna like, she's got to get the info. Yeah, but no, make it so that the portal is open for when she's ready to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kennedy is like pouring it on, like Willow, you can do it. You've got powers. Oh, we haven't said this part. I hate Kennedy in this episode when she talks back to Buffy and is like, Oh, God. we all know that there's someone in this room way more powerful than you. That was some crazy bullshit. Also, oh like, God. shut the fuck up. None of your business. Also, like, you don't really know that. Also, like, you saying that, you don't know what you're putting Willow through. Mm-hmm. You are not seeing Willow as a person who is recovering from an addiction. You see her as a bargaining chip. Yep. To, like, because really all we're learning is that you're an immature little idiot yep. who doesn't know how to respect other people. And specifically doesn't respect the woman that you're dating. No. Because... You're this attempt. What are you, are you trying to defend her? Because I don't think you're thinking about what she wants here. No, exactly. You're you're trying to have like what a pissing contest with Buffy. One, yeah. you're gonna lose. Yeah, and two, this is you're not helping Willow. 
Yeah. You're not thinking about Willow's needs at all. Yeah. Oh, Kennedy, man. I really hate her. I feel bad, but I do. I really... Er, hate just, is a strong word. Yeah, I hate just, is strong. I don't hate her like I hated um, Skarsgård in Big Little Lies. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've ever but felt that much hate for oh, anybody so in my hate. whole life. Like, I, in oh. it for a fake character. Like, it was like... And it's crazy because I've seen him in other things where I didn't hate him. Exactly. I don't know after this if I can watch him in anything and not hate him. That's how much I hated him. It was like the instant I heard his voice, I was mm-hmm. filled with an an insurmountable rage. Even when we had scenes that were like theoretically innocuous with him. No, but I was like, there's something I hate wrong. I hate, I hate him. him. I hate him so much. I hate him. So I don't hate <laughs> her in that way. Yeah, it's not visceral. Especially because I think, and I don't know why I have hope because I've seen this season before. But like there she has she could be okay. Sure. She just isn't. It's reminds me of Dawn when they when she started. Like mm-hmm. figure out who she is, mm-hmm. write that character, and then maybe she's worthwhile. But yeah. right now, she's a drill sergeant who also stands up to Buffy, who also is judgmental about Willow's magic. Mm-hmm. How about when she's like, I'll see you tomorrow? They share a bedroom. So maybe she was going into a different room? Maybe. <sighs> that was the thing. I just and way to go. You're going to reject her now that you've seen her magic. Well, you encouraged her to use it. You called her out in front of everyone else about how powerful she is. Then just, you saw it and you reject her. It just so aggressively shows how much she did not understand Willow. And if this was the end of their relationship, I think I could be okay with that. If it was Please, like... I'm crossing my but fingers it's not. for that. They're making out in the next episode. I know. I hate that. Like, I, if this was the end, if it was like, I thought you were one thing. I just realized you're this other thing. I'm not mature enough to handle this other thing. I'm going to back off and that was just it mm-hmm. okay but willow is making out with her in the next epi- episode i know i'm like willow have some self-respect this girl is not good enough for you or just have it be like a dumb little fling like i don't care but to i just i think if and i don't know the real life analog because it's hard because it is like an addiction but it's also an addiction now she's allowed to do it and it's not she doesn't have to be abstained so it's weird mm-hmm. but like if i was vulnerable with someone in that way. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, I need some space. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, okay, keep as much space as you need. Like, I had the love of my life. Yeah. I don't need to now deal with angst from you. Well, it's just like, like, I'm just imagining, like, you're like, I don't like, I don't drink alcohol because like, it just makes, I I, I don't like the decisions I make. Yep. You know? And then they're like, oh, but come on, just like drink a little bit. I've heard bit. how fun you are. Mm-hmm. And then you drink. Mm-hmm. And then let's just say that you embarrass them. Like nothing bad. Like you just like embarrass, like you uh, you get too drunk at a bar and you like make a scene. Yeah. Like you like dance on a table or something. Yeah. And then you like pull them up on the table. Like mm-hmm. you make them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like being pulled up on the table. And then the next day they're like, you were really childish when you were drinking. And it's like, well, then why yeah. push me to be more fun and drink? Like, yeah. And they're like, I just didn't realize you'd be so like. I'll see you weird. I'll see you tomorrow. I think it's the I'll see you tomorrow part is like, especially because she fucking saved the day. I know. She saved everything. So she should have just drained all of her life. (laughs) She should have just done. Okay. I guess that part, I wasn't really taking into account the draining part. Yeah, she drained The draining part is pretty, that's That's pretty pretty bad. All right. All right. All right. Maybe I'm turning around. So, so she's not so, it's not so shitty. Well, and it's like the thing that kind of bummed me out, and this is kind of like, abuser rhetoric yeah was when so kennedy's like you drained my like the life from me and she's Mm -hmm. like but that's how i am when i'm like that and you should know that 
I was like, damn, that's some like fucked up rhetoric. Have I ever told you about the guy that I work with? Um, I don't think I told you this story. We were talking about something and he's like, um, I'm never judgmental to the girls that I date. And we were like, okay. Cause like he's a, we were like, we all don't believe you. Yeah. And, but like, not, we were like kind of joking. We were like, all right. And he's like, I just, you know, if they make it, if they do something that I don't approve of, like I'll, I'll say, did you, do you really think it was classy to drink that much last night? What? And all of us, all of us, it was like, he was talking to like four women and we all were like, what? No. That's insane. And we're like, no, that's That's awful. judgmental. That's judgmental and not, and he's like, yeah, she didn't like it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Do you really think it's classy that you drank that much last night? First of all, you should never, you should, okay, so many things. Okay, first of all, first of all, first of all, when he says I'm not ever judgmental to the women that I date, that is, that sentence I don't believe. I don't believe it because yeah. that is a lie. Like if you're saying I'm not ever judgmental to the women that I date, it means that you are passing judgment on them and you're saying, oh, well, I'm not making a judgment. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, OK, well, they are passing through some kind of moral filter in your brain. <laughs> so already incorrect. Two, you should. for OK. <laughs> the word classy. Ooh. You should Ooh. never ask someone. Do you think it was classy? Yeah. Ever. Ever. Unless you're asking, I think you could ask about yourself yeah. if you want. Sure. Like, do you think this dress is classy or do oh, you think it's too normal. matronly? Fine, sure. I guess that's it. You could, it's like clothes versus people. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's like using the word orient. Or, that's what I, I was thinking that, but I, I <laughs> didn't want to say it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I can say it. Okay. Um, uh, but that's what it, that's what it feels like. It feels yeah. like you can, ha- it can be a, a thing rug. can be classy. Yeah. But a person, you sh- that should not be a measure of a person. Also like, okay. I there's also like a gendered situation with the yes. word classy, I think. Yeah. Because I've never said heard anybody say no. like that that guy just isn't classy. No. Classy indicates like a woman needs to be prim and proper and mm-hmm. not ever be silly or loud or be whatever. appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I feel like that term is never used to describe a guy. No. I think like a suit, again, physical things. Yeah. Like a, a suit. You can yeah, have some classy sure. cufflinks. Sure. But um, yeah, you would And also think. class That's itself the other thing. is, it's, is it's a classist term. Yeah. It's like a bad concept. But when he said that, all of us were just like, oh. Wow. What an idiot. I mean, he is like, he's one of those people that he's either so self-aware that he just loves himself and he's like, this is me. I'm putting it out there. Or he has no idea how he portrays himself. He, I've, I sit like five seats away from it. Like I have an open office. Mm-hmm. So he's in my row, but not next to me. Multiple times. I've heard him discussing the price of his shirts. With whom? People. Like someone maybe will compliment a shirt. I don't know how this starts. But I've heard and him be like, kind of this like... shirt is like $275. This is my usual shirt. But whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Because if, if I'm mentioning price, if someone's like, oh, I love your shirt. I'll be like, it was only $8. Yeah, it's a deal. And I'm like, go to this website. Yeah. Use this code. I'll, I'll slack you the link. But no, he's like talking about how much. He, like multiple times. $270 shirt. Yeah. Which, whatever. Spend your money where you want to spend your sure. money. Sure. It's, it's a little annoying because like we work at the same office and you clearly make way more money than me. And that is annoying to me. Yeah. But also you should know that, right? Like shouldn't, shouldn't I, you know yeah. how much people in your office I make? I would I would like that. I think that I – well, there's studies that say that it it's a huge help with gender and race disparities. Mm-hmm. If you keep it open. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe in open. Because like when people say like 
and, and I, I feel this when people are like, you shouldn't discuss your salary with like other people in your office because that's not. No, you I'm like, that's should. a fat cat telling you. Yeah. Some rich person so that saying that don't ask yep. questions. Absolutely. No, you should totally talk about it. And I think that there should be like, like this position gets this much. This position gets. This OK, much. but what if. If someone's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm OK with it. Not. I mean, I think title should dictate mm-hmm. a base salary. Yes. But then I think you can move in. But then it should be public. Like, if I get paid more to be an account executive than someone else, they should know that. And they should be able to go to their boss and be like, Why? Ryan makes 10 grand more. I don't make 10 grand more than anyone. It would be <laughs> illegal to pay someone 10 grand less than me. Uh, not really. Kind of. Um, but like, why does Ryan make more money than me? And the person can be like, Ryan brought in this account. She closed this deal. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like Transparency. I, transparency, I think, is the key. It's not going to help the people with the most money. No. But, but we shouldn't really be care helping about them. them. And Three, why? What did you say? 3.8%? 3.8. Okay. Ultra facts. <laughs> 3.8%. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so this this guy's a kook. Oh my goodness. Oh, but one of my friends on her, like she was about to put in her two weeks notice, but she hadn't told us all, but we were out. We happened to be on a business trip on her birthday. And so we were like celebrating her birthday and he said something sexist or something. I can't remember exactly what he said. Something like I think he was it was talking about wage disparities mm-hmm. and he's like I think he said something about like well women make different choices in life and so that's why there's wage disparities you know if women wanted to stop having children then oh my god and so this girl poured her champagne on his head thank you <laughs> I was thank I had like you. just gone home I'm like I am so sad that I missed that and she put in her two weeks like the next day so she never had of any comp like lovely and we were all like, no, we're on her side. And he knew it. Yeah. He's happy. I think he's very happy in his life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think he's happy in his life. I hope he finds a girl who's classy enough for him. Sure. I oh, mean, also- I have no connection to him. So I hope that he has a period where he just gets his heart stomped on, stomped on, stomped on. And he's finally just like, is it me? And then has like this whole man in the mirror situation. Okay, what if it's like more of a rom-com situation where he meets a girl mm-hmm. who's nothing like anything he would want on paper, mm-hmm. but she is the right girl for him. And he has to like grow and realize that some of his preconceived ex- expectations, like a barefoot in the park situation. I don't know barefoot in the park. Uh, it's Jane Fonda and Robert Redford. Oh. It's a male Simon play originally, but essentially like, he's uptight. Mm-hmm. She's more loosey-goosey. And then... Mm. At some point, they go barefoot into the park. I yeah. have not really. I think I made the reference properly. Yeah. I mean, I, here, I, I like that theoretically. Or uh-huh. actually, no, I like that uh, in like execution. Mm-hmm. But theoretically, I'm like, ah, but why is it on like some woman to, to fix go him? fix him? I, I was just thinking like it would be. I guess you're right. It's not a, it'd be a happier ending for him. Yes. He also said that Silver Lake is too dirty for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I, I went out I to, can't with you. Okay, I, can't. I went out to brunch with this friend, uh-huh. uh, and we went to Squirrel, which okay. is, if it's, any of you guys are familiar, it's in Silver Lake. It's uh, off of um, uh, Virgil. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, and it's a hot place. So it's a hot if place. you drive by it, you'll see like a line. Oh, like, it's, it's always busy. Yeah, I suggest going at like three thirty because they Perfect. close at four. Oh, love it. Perfect. Because you would think early morning, Mm-mm. it's hot dad time. Yeah, it's hot. Da- well, well then go. Go. Go for the but hot dads. If you want to wait in line next to some hot dads, then sure. Mm-hmm. But like, don't expect quick service because there's hot dads everywhere. Yeah, hot dads. And those kids, you got a hot dad and you're a kid, you get whatever you want. Absolutely. Um, and I was with a friend 
who I'm no longer friends with, who she's one of those people who thinks the only clean place is like Calabasas. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we're standing in line. It's a long line. And we're talking. And she looks around and she goes, you know, give this place like 10 years. And I think this could be a really nice neighborhood. And I was living in that neighborhood at the time. Oh. And everybody in line, I was like, I'm so embarrassed that you're saying this. That is so embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed that you're saying this. Because really, if we dial down, like if we yeah. break down exactly why, it's... You think it's going to be further gentrified. Yeah. And like, it is nice. There are just like, there we were, it's, it was next to, you know, like some businesses owned by yeah. people of color. So I'm like, oh, so like if you really break it down... That's like a racist thing. Yeah. Like you're being racist. Yeah. It's not nice because there's not just like only white people here. Yeah. Um, well, and rich people. She probably doesn't like people. like homeless white people. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. Because they're a traitor to her race. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I usually say to them. Yeah. I, I called her a traitor to her race. No, no, no. Uh, I And I was just like, I think it's a nice. I think it's nice now. It would offend me. I mean, I my apartment is not nice, but I live in a nice neighborhood. So it, it would I think I would argue. Yeah. But that's offensive. Yeah. I mean, it was the beginning of a brunch, so I really didn't want to have a whole brunch where I was telling her you're, you're being really fucking horrible. No, it's okay. You just stopped being friends with her. Yeah, we're not friends. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, I just stopped talking to her for five years. So <laughs> I think that kind of communicated that. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but can we talk about something that I think is an injustice? Sure. Faith is on the DVD menu. She's not here. She's not. She's on. It's this. So it's Storyteller is the first and then it's the next three episodes. Mm -hmm. So maybe she shows up the next three episodes. Mm -hmm. But she gets her own DVD menu. Wow. Xander and Dawn had to share. Holy shit. That is effed up. Wow. Core, core, core Scoobies have to share. Share. So that Faith can have her own. Wow, wow, And wow. it's a spoiler. If you're not watching Angel. Exactly. It's a total spoiler. Especially, they should only have it on the ones where, like, she's already been there for one episode. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it should be, like, the next disc or something. But no. Freaking Faith is on a DVD menu and Xander and Don had to share. I'm wow. like, that is so disrespectful to Xander and Don. It is. It <laughs> like, is. That's mean. It's so disrespectful. Um, I mean, she looks lovely. She does look lovely. Eliza Doshku has aged very gracefully. She looks the same. She looks the same, but like her hair, I think, gets better. But maybe it's just I like the trends in hair as they've happened. And also the trends in makeup, because mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just going to say 1998 was not a great time in makeup for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, And I think she looks really great with like just a more subtle. Well, yeah, because it went subtle. And now we're like in contour times. Which I wonder if, yes. and I don't mind contour times, but I wonder if in 10 years we'll look back at contour times and be like, holy moly. Because people are yeah. like reconfiguring their faces. No. And also like, yeah. It, it can, I mean, you and I aren't. No. I think I, I know what your face looks like. Yes. But it is. And especially when it's just in photos. Because in mm -hmm. real life. It's yeah. You can see when someone's been contouring like crazy. Yeah. And I say follow your heart. I oh, have no. done a, a crazy it's, contour if sure. I know I'm going to be on camera. But it's like, and I, again, I feel like it just might be a trend that passes. Yeah. I think and so then too. we're all like, wow, we were doing that. Yeah. Or maybe it tells me. Maybe maybe we contour forever. Maybe or maybe we go even harder. We do something else. I don't know. Who knows? I think it would be fun if people contoured into like, and I know some some makeup artists do, but I wish it was like a common thing to contour your face into like alien shapes. 
Yeah. Like, like contour animals. your face. Yes. Into okay. <laughs> like a like, like a, a cat. cat. <laughs> <laughs> Check Kelly's Instagram. <laughs> there yeah. is fresh pics. Yeah. Um like just like weird like make your eyes like lopsided. I wish that was like oh, where yeah. they, you know what I mean? Like you contour not to have like perfect symmetrical face. But to look like but to look strange. The more bizarre. The yes. more yeah. I feel like cool. that would be fun. That um, would be cool. Have you ever done baking? What? Apparently, there's this thing where you bake your face. What? You put, like, loose powder in your face. Okay. And you let it sit for a while. Okay. And then you, like, wipe it off. Or, like, you dust it off. It's mm-hmm. supposed to keep your makeup not moving forever. Apparently, drag queens do it. So, okay. You put a bunch. So, after you're so done with after your you're face. done with everything. Okay. Then you put, like, all this loose powder. Like, a thick layer like of loose so powder. so much. Okay. Yes. And then you wait. I think it's, like, a minute or something. Like, you okay. let your. Essentially, you're letting your face heat, like, hold the oh. stuff. That's why it's called baking. And then you use, like, I think a very fluffy brush to, like, get the excess off. Interesting. I should but try apparently it. it's much better in person than photographs. Really? Because, like, have you ever seen, I think it's similar to, have you ever seen when people have the translucent powder and then they get taken, pictures get taken of them and it looks like they have, like, cocaine dust on their face? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be careful. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's like when we went on uh, Alpha and their instructions are don't use bare minerals. Which is funny because, like, it's such a specific... I guess people have it. I've had it before. I've had it before. Okay, so, like, I guess it's popular. It's it popular enough. feel, like, that mainstream. But that is really funny. And I remember you and I were like, someone must look bad. <laughs> <laughs> but bare minerals is the thing where, like, when I even when I used to wear it, it would be like, I would feel, like, good looking. Yeah. And then I'd see a picture and I would be like... Me too. And I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Because like when I left the house or like anytime I saw a mirror, because of course I looked at myself. Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. I looked good. Yeah. Now I'm like, wait. Hold up. Hold up. What is this like? <laughs> Who weird is this texturing? Monster? What is this? I didn't realize that. I'm like, fuck. Who's the guy in uh... powder? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not what you meant. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, the guy, uh, he has three names. He's not Edward James Olmos. <laughs> He's, um, in. Oh, you're saying he doesn't have good skin? Uh huh. But not Edward James Olmos, because he doesn't have good skin either. Wait, am I thinking of the right guy? Edward, Edward James, James Olmos, he, like, is your boyfriend's friend. <laughs> he told my boyfriend about the dark web. <laughs> Wait, is he? He's from Battlestar Galactica. He's also. And Steve Calculus. Yes. He's that guy. <laughs> it took us but so long to get But them. there's two guys with three names on Calculus, on Santa Deliver. There's other people on Santa Deliver? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just like him and some students. Yeah, but one of the students is like a famous guy who's in other stuff. Calculus? Calculus. He was in La Bamba. Oh. He has three names too, doesn't he? Mm, oh, gosh. I feel like if you didn't tell me, I probably wouldn't know. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. He was in La Bamba. He's kind of cute. He is cute. Yeah. Um, I feel like he plays Native American sometimes. Yeah, I think he does. And I'm unsure of his ethnicity. Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes, Lou Diamond Phillips. Which is a great name. He's a Filipino-American actor. Oh. But I I feel like he's played so many. many. I mean, that's the thing with like, so he's full Filipino? Uh, It says Filipino-American. You try to find his his early life. He was born in the Philippines. Mm. Um. To an, um, his father was an American of Scottish Irish and one okay. quarter Cherokee, and his mother uh, is Filipina. Okay, and but his mother has like distant Chinese, Japanese, Hawaiian, and Spanish. Okay, I feel like Philippines is a very uh, multicultural. Yes, yes. Place. Um, so he does have a little Cherokee in him, so okay. it's not totally yeah. But I feel like a lot of like mixed race, like Asian white people, mm-hmm. 
get cast as like a variety of yes. races, which is just like, why can't you just use the right ethnicity person? But whatever. Um, it's weird because I feel like there's two fronts, right? Like there's like be specific and do the right casting, mm-hmm. but also have more colorblind casting. Yeah. Like both need to happen. Right. Well, so like if you're doing a story about like it may like it's a biopic, then yes. sure. But if it's like, oh, no, 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 but we need like a sexy Latina and we need like like that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah it's like if it's just like a rando character. Right. Like whoever sells the part the best mm-hmm. gets it. Yes. But if it's a character like Memoirs of a Geisha, for example, yes. why they cast a Chinese girl to play a Japanese character. Oh, did they? Yeah. I didn't see that film. Chen. Uh, God, she used to be in everything. <laughs> Zhang Ziyi. Okay. So Ziyi Zhang, it's like because it's backwards. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Zhang Ziyi gets cast as this yeah um japanese girl ridiculous which i'm just like why but they're you know whatever um but yeah i totally agree where it's like so if it's a character where like the race is important Mm -hmm. then sure but if it's because you want to do like a puppet of a race right or if you just assume default is white i think that's also problematic that's also because there's like there's no reason like that all the friends for example should be white yeah why are they all white because i'm sure in the like i've seen the episodes there's, I mean, I guess there's some talk about like Joey Tribbiani being Italian, Italian, but mi- like, but like in the pilot, I don't know that there is. Yeah, like you could, anyone could play those parts. Yeah, yeah, or even like, honestly, like I've I, I've seen the thing where people will do fan art of Hermione mm-hmm. being black. I'm like, she is in at least in some- Curse Child. Uh huh. Yeah, at least in some of the productions. Which I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, because like there isn't any re- like there's mm-hmm. no reason why she wouldn't be. No, the only thing I guess. Harry, do we? I feel, I'm trying to think of like who we get described. I think the redhead Weasleys, mm-hmm. we know that, mm-hmm. and then we know that Dean is black, right? Yes, but and Cho is Chinese. <laughs> do you think Cho Chang? Um, <laughs> but yeah, otherwise I feel like they're like certainly for Harry. Oh, and, and Seamus. All right, Seamus Finnegan. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to step on any toes. Right, but, but I think I have. A, there's a hint of also where like, he's from. Also, there's like been descriptions of like their face, his face being like. That like white person ready complexion. Yeah, I think Crab and Goyle. I mean, they should be white. They're the worst. They're the worst. They should be white. Um, <laughs> don't don't make poor other races have to deal with yeah. Crab and Goyle. And I guess Draco, because he was oh described God. as but like. What if he had like? I want him to have like uh, bleach white hair. Oh my gosh, bleach blonde white hair. But don't they say that he's like really pale? No, he and his whole family are like pale because they're like white supremacists. <laughs> yeah, right? they're witch supremacists. Great. Or, um, sorry, wizard supremacists. Yes. Um, no, they're the worst. Right. And also, like... And they get no redemption beyond not dying, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I really wanted more for Draco when I was a kid. Me too. Well, also, I mean, I think... And this is, again, to talk about Last Jedi. But uh, um, I was talking about uh, Harry Potter mm-hmm. with um, Omar Najam. Yes. And we both were like, the Slytherins... Like, I feel like there should be a The Last Jedi treatment. Mm-hmm to like sequel to the Harry Potter universe. Okay. Because like it it was true that like Gryffindors are good and Slytherins are bad and mm-hmm. that's it. Did you read The Cursed Child? No, I didn't. Does okay. it get improved a little bit? Um, I think there's a little bit and it's definitely like it's it's the next generation. It's similar to Last Jedi in that the the next generation is like looks back at what the parents did and are like I this is bullshit oh really yeah. interesting maybe i should read it i mean no one says bullshit they don't say that they don't say that they say shit um, just mm-hmm. kidding <laughs> <laughs> um but it's yeah 
I need I need to see it. Let's go to New York and see it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to get back to oh my god, oh my god. to get back to this freaking show. Okay, but we have to talk about something really important, and mm-hmm. that's that Buffy eats cereal out of a bowl that is one inch tall. Yep, that was like the worst cereal bowl. I know. What is she doing? I don't know. That's not Listen, how cereal works. That's not a Slayer strength. <laughs> but like when it gets to the bottom mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of milk, it's gonna pool evenly. Yeah. So she's gonna have to. Like lean yeah. the bowl over, yeah, but no. not too far, not too far, because it'll just fall out the the lip. Um, she'd be better off using a funnel <laughs> for her cereal. <laughs> oh my god, just get like a piece of paper and like curl it. You know when people make paper funnels, yeah, like that, like that, Perfect. just gently, or one of those like origami cups. Yeah, great. much better than the bowl she's using. Honestly, a paper fucking cup would be better than that ridiculous bowl she's using. Um, but uh, to kind of close out, because I do want to talk about storyteller. Yes. Get it. I want to close out. Get it done by talking about. So basically, the 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 um like men in the story are like, we're gonna do this again. Yep. The way that you can fight this is we're gonna like basically fucking like rape you with a demon. Yep. And she's like, fuck no, no, you're not. Yeah. Um, she defeats all the guys except for one guy, and mm-hmm. she's like, tell me something I don't know. And so he's like, okay, gives her a vision, and then she is like, well, shit. Yeah. And the vision is of millions of Uber vamps mm-hmm. just waiting to underneath, be set free. Yeah. Underneath the city. Yeah. Underneath Sunnydale. Yep. And that's and the closing it shot. it took a lot to kill one Uber vamp. It, there's no way. There's no way. There's just no way. There's no way. It's insurmountable. And I think, like, I don't know. I really liked it ending on that. And I liked her. I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar totally sells it with, mm-hmm. like, like, because there is this hopelessness when you start to think of like all the things you'll have to deal with and like also just like what it means to really fight and mm-hmm. ha- that it's like really fucking unending. Um, so I, I really liked that. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and I love that it love this uh, Buffy Willow moment because yes. they are best friends. Mm-hmm. And that is someone she can lean on even if she's still Buffy. Yeah. And I also loved that Willow was like, you know, you could try positive reinforcement. Like, I love that Willow feels yeah. comfortable enough to tell her that. Totally. And that Buffy is just like, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that episode ends and um, we come to, I think, and we were feeling the same way about another uh, episode uh, in Angel where mm-hmm. it's like, we just needed a break from yeah. this for a second. Mm-hmm. It's heavy. It's heavy. So um, we get Andrew doing a like, what is the... It's like Masterpiece Theater. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Slay of the Vampire. Yeah. He's sitting in a but in front of a roaring fire in a lovely armchair in what looks like a study. Mm-hmm. He's got a pipe. You actually see him smoke it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also love the difference in... um, Like, again, this is like from the very beginning, we see that in his mind, he's mm-hmm. constantly reframing what he's doing. Yep. Like, he's seeing this as he's this eloquent guy. He's wearing this robe. He's yeah. in front of a fire, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, we cut to, like, him. He's sitting on a toilet. Yeah, huddled, like, huddled over a VHS recorder. And is, like, so much less eloquent. Yeah. Is this bumbling little idiot. Yep. Someone's banging on the door. Anya wants to get in. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's it punctures this idea that he has of himself. But he's trying to, but it's also a coping mechanism. Because mm-hmm. he's got a lot of things he doesn't want to think about. Mm-hmm. Also, Anya's hair is fire. Anya is great in this whole episode. This whole episode she's amazing. She's amazing. Um, I, they have a throwaway line at the beginning. 
to let us know that vampires are visible on video cameras, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though obviously they wouldn't be. Yeah. But okay. Fine. Sure. Well, I'll buy it. All right. Just else? tell me because magic. Because magic. Because um, there's no mirrors inside. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, Andrew is has tasked himself with like, he's like, somebody needs to see this. So mm-hmm. this story needs to be told. So he's videotaping all of this and he's kind of creating like a documentary about this. Yes. Um, and he's like doing interviews with mm-hmm. each person. Um, and even as he's like, he's narrating these, mm-hmm. he's glamorizing everything. Yes. And I do love, I, I feel like there is something different with how they're filming the regular scenes. Yeah. He's making them drabber and mm-hmm. not really any music versus his like it, it's like interspersed with cuts yes. from his like mind, which right. are so oversaturated with color, mm-hmm. Vaseline lens, yeah. music. Um, so I really liked that. Yeah, they did a really good job of that. And then even the B story, I think, is still in the same realm. Like it echoes without being too on the nose. So we have uh, Buffy is at back at school and she's seeing that in the halls, things are not going well. all of the everything that's ever like pretty much everything that ever went wrong at Sunnydale High is now happening all of the the guys want to beat each other up a girl almost goes invisible like there's ghosts in there's ghosts in the mirrors like everything that's ever gone wrong in the hellmouth is happening right now Mm -hmm. so and that's kind of interesting because it's like this echo of all the stories that she's lived through um that I guess she's learned from to a certain extent um and she enlists Principal Wood is like what is up yeah and so the two of them realize that maybe it's that the seal hasn't closed. Yeah. And so they go down and they're like, well, we got to figure this out. Yeah. Like, let's look at it. Oh, Robin's eyes go way back into his head. Yeah. They go super in his head Ooh. and he's like possessed by it. It's so creepy. But it's also like, and that's the thing with the first is that like it's feeding off of his real insecurities yeah. and fears. Right. Whew. So, so we've got that as like Buffy's mission of the week is to close the seal. Mm-hmm. And then we're also seeing Andrew doing interviews. Uh, he has a really cute interview with Spike where Spike's like, I don't want to be part of this. And then he's like, oh, your light is, is off. Can you, can you take that again? And Spike does. Because Spike does like being, getting attention. Yes, he does. He, and, and I love that too, where it's like of all the characters to buy into this kind of like romanticization oh, of everything. Absolutely. Spike. Yeah. Which like we, We'll learn about more later in like future flashbacks of Spike mm-hmm. and like his origin. But like we do know that he was always a romantic and he was always a little cheesy. And so, of course, right. he's going to buy into it. But even the thing he said to Buffy in the last episode about it, I did this for you. I, it's what oh you wanted. Gosh. It's like, no, you're reimagining history. Yeah. So that one, you don't have to reckon with the incident. And also so that all your choices are now like the choices of a romantic hero. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're not the hero of the story. Mm hmm. At all. Yeah. Um, And we see that also in because so there's like he does the interviews with each person and then he is like, let's learn a little bit about me. And I loved the meta thing of like "Uh, her speeches can get a little long because it's true. They do get a little long. (laughs) Yeah, they do. And all of season seven is like Buffy constantly giving speeches. She gives a lot of speeches. So he's like, all right, well, in the meantime, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about me. Uh And then we see his revisionist history. I loved that recut scene of mm-hmm. him and Willow yeah. fighting. It so was it's great. From season six, Willow's bad, Dark Willow. And it's interspersed with like real footage from mm-hmm. last season. And then Andrew like 
deflecting the spells. Yeah. And she's like, that is one effective counterspell. And he goes, <laughs> thank you, little one. And it's just like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh. It's so embarrassing. It is, but it's very funny. It is funny. And it's like, oh, Andrew. It's sad. It's sad. Like, because that's what got him into all this is his fantasy of what if he liked real life, he wouldn't ever have become part of the trio. Mm-hmm. What were they called? The trio. And that's sad. We can't even remember. I know. It's Doyle all over again. <laughs> or wait, is that going to be next week? <laughs> it's next week. Okay. The future. In the uh, future. Yeah. So we also have, I think, a very like effective Anya Xander storyline because mm-hmm. he interviews Anya and Xander. And they talk about their relationship. And uh, Andrew puts the question to them, was it the right thing for you guys to break up? And Xander's like, yeah. And Anya has to hear that. And they have to sit with it. And I feel like they handle where they are in terms of that they love each other. But that being together is not necessarily the right thing for them in a really mature way. Yeah. And then they bone. But. But that could just be a but no, a and bone they even say it. Even then, they're like that felt like one last time, mm-hmm. and I felt like the show is being mature in a way the show usually isn't mm-hmm. about romance. Like I mean, if you think back to like season one and season two, it's like I would die for you. Yeah, Blam. such teen dream bullshit. <laughs> you haven't said teen dream in so long. I know because we haven't had it in so long. I know, and this is like the opposite of teen dream. It's like grown up malaise <laughs> yeah like grown-up grown up malaise and it's totally is it's like ennui yes but it's good like that is, is what it good. is for these two people and they both need the i don't even want to call it closure but they both need to like face up to the the truth of it and then that's where they are instead of not talking about it or or whatever so i really appreciated how mature they both were i loved it and and that totally bought back more real estate with me for um xander Mm-hmm. Which was just like, I mean, I I guess I understand why he stood up to Buffy, but like, I also, um, like, I was just annoyed by him. Like, I would be annoyed with anybody, you yeah. know. I didn't. It, it wasn't a fault of the writing for yeah. him to do that. But no, he. I think he's more sure of himself now, and more aware of himself. Like, he knows he's not ready to be married to anyone. Yeah, and he knows that like, it is not a great thing to do to mm-hmm. like stand someone up at the altar, but like doing otherwise would have been worse yeah and so like this is like ripping off the band-aid real mm-hmm. quick um and i also loved that andrew poor andrew he is just looking for someone to love and when mm-hmm. he is watching that video and saying all of anya's lines yeah. in time i'm just like oh andrew like you just need to understand like the feelings you're having mm-hmm. but also like own up to the fact that you killed your friend which we get to he does get to that um and he even stops romanticizing warren at a certain point mm-hmm. because He's been putting Warren on a pedestal in a way that's unhealthy. Completely. Yeah. Um, so they're like, uh, so they're like, okay, well, we need to figure out, you know, who we should ask about this fucking seal is the guy who opened it. Good call. So they go and they like start trying to hypnotize him. They make him look at this Himalayan salt lamp. Um, <laughs> they keep calling it the charm. And I'm like, girl, that's at world market. Yeah. So he's like looking into it and. It's revealed that Warren, as the first, appeared to him, told him to kill Jonathan Mm -hmm. on top of the seal with this knife. And it says, drive the words into it. Yeah. Into him. And they're like, okay, uh, let us see this thing. Yeah. And he's like, "Mm, I put it in your cutlery drawer, which I was like. That's so funny. Andrew. You know Kennedy's been cutting bagels with it. You know she has. And you know what? Good. (laughs) You know what? Good. Um. So they look at the knife mm-hmm. and they're like, and 
he's like, oh, yeah, this is an ancient Tauric. I can't remember. Tauric? Yeah. Something. Anyway, he's like, it's ancient. And I'm not sure exactly what it means, but like, it's ancient. And so Willow's like, all right, I can do something with that. So mm-hmm. she does some research. She and Buffy come up with this plan. They're like, okay, um, we need to go to the seal with you and you're going to talk to the seal. Yeah, great. He's like, okay. They get to Sunnydale High, fighting, fighting, fighting. Well, Andrew starts telling the story of killing. That's right. Of killing Jonathan. Yes. He tells it a bunch of times. And he, is this when we see the gods part? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) When he's talking about the gods part, yeah. Yeah, so he says that Warren promised that after he did this deed, that all three of them would go to a world they'd where live they'd, as gods. they'd live as gods. So you see them like frolicking in a field and it's really cute. It's really cute. And it's very like Xeno warrior princess idea. Yes. Of, like of like what is Seder or what are those things that have uh, legs of centaurs? No, but just satyrs. Satyrs, right? Yeah. So they're just like living as satyrs, like yeah. plucking their little harps. So cute. It's very adorable. And it just shows you like how ultimately innocent uh, childlike. Yes. Not innocent. Not innocent. As opposed to guilty. But yes, he's he's childlike, but also he's retroactively like made this. Because I think his drive was much darker than that, right? Yeah. Because he wanted to rule. He wanted Warren. to rule and he wanted to rule with Warren. But instead he's like, oh, this is how. And then also we I mean, see him. Remember when he had a rocket pack and Jonathan didn't? That was fucked up. That was fucked up. So yeah. like he was, he's been ready to ditch Jonathan to be with Warren a long time. Yeah. But yeah, let's call it the three of them. Frolicking, sure. If that's what you need to say to yourself, Andrew, which is kind of the whole point of the yeah episode. Um, but he keeps telling the story over and over of how Jonathan died. Yeah, each time reframing it a little bit. Well, yeah, because like he keeps getting more and more information from Buffy, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah," because she's like, "Oh, I thought you might say that." Like, uh, Principal Wood like kind of became possessed and attacked me while he was on the yeah. seal, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and he retells it, mm-hmm. and instead he's then possessed rather than yeah. being coerced. Um, and every time it ends with a very cinematic, like Planet of the Apes, no, after he's killed Jonathan. Yeah. And we, we saw it. Happen. We saw it happen. That's we not, know that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Yeah. Um, but he's reframed it in his head and Buffy even calls him out. She's like, your story just changed. And he's like, uh, and then they're distracted. Yeah. And also somewhere in here, and I can't remember when it is, Wood and Spiker fight or <gasps> walking the, the, uh, it's while the sunny day, sh- yeah. high school. And what it starts with these, how do they start talking about the killed slayer? They don't. So oh, he just asked where you got that jacket. Yeah. And he says, New York. And that's fucked up. I mean, and that's the thing. Spike doesn't even realize he's being fucked up. No, he has no idea. But then Wood is like, this is the final time that you will be alive. <laughs> and like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you sound like Andrew. <laughs> I do. You are. You can count your breaths from here to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, poor Spike doesn't know he's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like. So he's like uh, New York, and it's like which okay. and Robin knew. Robin knew. Robin's Robin knew he was just like that's what I needed to hear to kill you. That is his first name, right? Robin. Mm-hmm. So his name's Robin Wood. Mm-hmm. What? Robin Hood. It's awful. Oh, man. <laughs> was his mom made Marion? Made Marion Wood. <laughs> um, well, she probably wasn't a maid. Cause, hey. Because she was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so 
they yeah so while buffy and um andrew are like next to the seal yeah robin and um spike are like fight 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 out yes. in the hall and not each other no 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 uh the random of, children all the children and they're trying to subdue them not kill them right and um then one of the children hits uh robin with a plank of wood and mm-hmm. a stake yes so like, he has a stake in his hand yeah <gasps> and he goes to stake yeah he's ready spike. to kill spike but then he gets tackled by then some child so um another thing about this scene which is Weird and funny. Mm-hmm. And anyone, I don't think I have a picture of it. I can try to put it all together as I said. But a few years ago, mm-hmm. we at the comic book shop next door mm-hmm. noticed a Xander figurine. Mm-hmm. And it's Xander in a construction outfit, mm-hmm. complete with like a hammer. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing a little construction hat. Mm-hmm. And then the set that he's standing on mm-hmm. says, Die cheerleaders. Yeah. So the set that he's standing on in that figurine. Is from this episode. Yeah. But he is never wearing a construction outfit in this. Nope. Does he rebuild the school in the next episode? Am I? Maybe it hasn't happened. But too right busy. Now, too busy. He can't do that. Okay. But right now it makes no. Someone designed this toy. I know. It doesn't I make any sense. someone that has not watched this show. So they like saw toy. a clip of the die cheerleaders die. And instead of putting any of the characters who were there at the time. They put Xander. In a construction outfit. Uh-huh. Which, I, I mean, Xander in construction outfit is probably the most iconic outfit other than his army outfit. Yeah. Which is the one I would want. Mm-hmm. Where he all of a sudden knows how to do the army stuff. Yeah. That's probably his most iconic outfit. It's pretty weird. It's weird. It is weird. Because it would be like putting... I'm trying to think of a place that Buffy hasn't been. I'm just thinking of like the red pants, white shirt... Bu- or red pants, black yeah. shirt Buffy. Red pants, black shirt Buffy. And you put her in the field where Willow learned rehab yeah. for magic. And it's like, why? This person was never here. Yeah. Yeah. Or did Buffy ever go to a uh, drug den? Uh, Rack's place? Yeah. No. I know Dawn did. Okay. So this so would be. Th- it would be that. like, yeah, it would be like you get a Rack's place set and Buffy in her iconic outfit, even though yeah. she's never been like there. Like in that room. In yeah. that room with the like where you would go on the ceiling if you're yeah. high. Yeah. It's crazy. No, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Unless I'm crazy. And in the next episode, maybe he, he like is trying to fix it. But even so, it's not. We've seen this show before. That yeah. is not an iconic moment. No. Anyway, it's weird. Oh, we made a toy of that. Um. So Buffy is, she grabs Andrew and yes. she's like, so she dispenses of the kids who have made themselves into the eyeless people, which is like so gross. So upsetting. Um, and she's like, she does it pretty easily. She, I mean, they're, they're, they are baby bringers. They're baby bringers. So she kills them or gets rid of them. She gets rid of them. Um, and then she's like, all right, Andrew, it's time. And she gets out the knife and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you're going to kill me. And she's like, seal needs blood. Did that really make sense that we'd have you come here and talk to the seal? Which is true. It doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense. And she also gets very explicit with the episode themes. Mm-hmm. She's like, story time is over. Mm-hmm. This is real life. This isn't a story. Mm-hmm. We don't know. No one. There are no heroes. It's not a story of a hero beating evil. Mm-hmm. We're just doing the best we can. You're mythologizing. She doesn't say mythologizing, but that's what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Stop mythologizing the world. Mm-hmm. And then she leans, and then he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. Yeah. And I didn't remember his tears were for himself. <laughs> I th- thought his tears were for Jonathan and his remorse. Well, I think they kind of are. Because when, when he says that he's scared that he's going to die, and then he says, and this is what Jonathan felt. 
Okay. So that, like, I think when he's like, I did this to somebody. Yes. Like, I think that it okay. is for that. Um, and he says, like, he was my friend and I killed yeah. him. And that was sad. That was sad. But she kind of dips his his feet are on the edge of the seal. And she, like, dips his body over the top of the seal. Mm-hmm. And just kind of holds him there for a while. She holds him for a while. Which she has to because he needs to keep crying. Mm-hmm. Until the little droplet comes off the bottom of his chin mm-hmm. and hits the seal. Mm-hmm. Splat. Splat. And then the seal closes. Mm-hmm. Which I, guess, I don't get why it would need the tears. Here's the thing. Let's not mythologize life, yeah. Kelly. Sometimes things just happen the way they happen. Sure. Don't try to make a story that makes sense out of it. <laughs> That's what they're also telling us. Like, <laughs> stop trying to hold us to accountability. It's just the way it is. Willow likes Kennedy. I don't care if there's no evidence for yeah. it and how Kennedy acts. It's just the way it is. Just accept um, it. But I did think Tom Lake's performance was really good. Oh, my God. He's, he's great amazing. throughout the episode. He does, because he has to he has to do comedy. He has to do the drama. He has to do the all of it. He's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the way this episode closes. He's mm-hmm. so good there. Yeah. Because all of that artifice and bullshit falls away. Yep. So he 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 ends up crying because mm-hmm. he's like, he, she's like, why are you crying? And he's like, because I killed my friend and I am scared that I'm going to die. and this is the way Jonathan felt. And yeah. I did that to him. And then he cries. Yeah. And then um, she pulls him back and she's like, I needed your tears. And he's like, oh, you weren't going to kill me. And there's a part of me that's like, as much as she just said, she's, there's not like, it's not a hero story. Like, she's fucking Buffy. She's not going to murder you. Yeah. She's not going to murder you. But at the same time, so she's like, uh, he's like, you weren't going to stab me? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, what if the tears didn't work? And she just walks away. I was like, <laughs> she's like, mm, not answering that. I love Buffy. Um, yeah, so he does one final little vlog. Vlog. <laughs> Pre-vlog. Yeah. Oh, my God. He would have had such a vlog. He would have had such a vlog. I don't know if he'd have that many followers. No. But he would have been one of those people who, like, shows up in Warren's vlogs and, like, really hopes that that's going to boost his numbers. Yeah. Also, he, like, would not stop making those vlogs, even though no one watches. Oh, my God. You know who would have hated The Last Jedi? The Andrew, trio. yeah, the trio. They would the have. They would have hated it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, season six wouldn't have happened because they would have gone after. They'd be so busy. Yeah, going after Ryan Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved this episode. Oh, so he says his last thing mm-hmm. where he admits to the true underlying course of everything that he's doing right now mm-hmm. is that he's scared and he thinks there's a good chance he's going to die. Yeah, and what I love is that he starts to just try and explain how he's feeling and. He like, I think he realizes like, there's just like, like I think we've all felt that feeling mm-hmm. where you're just like, I'm just too tired to keep talking about this, mm-hmm. and he just gives up and turns it off, and then yeah. that's the end. And I I love that. Like this episode, this conversations with dead people, like these episodes yeah. makes season seven worth it. But it is still a lot of annoying things. I'm annoying. I'm annoying. <laughs> I'm annoying. <laughs> I'm enjoying, and this was true about season six too. I'm enjoying it more talking to you about it. And watching it slowly than I have in past watches. Partially, I think, because I am watching it slowly. So, like, the annoyance isn't, like, building up. Mm-hmm. And because I can appreciate things like how cool Willow is in most of this episode. But I will say, in Storyteller, mm-hmm. the only moment that I was like, I hate this show, mm-hmm. was the scene when Andrew is filming in the living room. Mm-hmm. And we have to watch Willow and Kennedy Mac mm-hmm. for, like... It feels like a thousand years. Yeah. And then the joke is that he doesn't focus on them making out mm-hmm. like you would expect. Mm-hmm. He focuses on the window. Mm-hmm. 
Because he has a crush on Xander. Well, but is the show, does the show want to pat on the back for not being exploitative about when they kiss? Or is the show trying to fuck fuck with us? Because you remember how long it took for us to see Tara and Willow kiss? Yeah. Are they like, you like this? You like seeing Willow get kissing? Yeah. Well, here's what I didn't like is that like, oh, we're not exploiting this. But yet we are. Yeah, we are. Because we are. Because the first thing we know you're seeing mm-hmm. is these two women kissing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's very tricky. It's I think, th- and maybe it's how it's shot, but it's like, it does feel like we spend a lot of time watching Willow make out with someone. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel bad for Aunt Allison Hannigan. Yeah. Like, she's been on the show for seven years, and she just has to do a scene where she just makes out with someone. Yeah. For a okay joke. Yeah. You know what part I did like What's involving that? Allison Hannigan? Uh-huh. It's when he's videotaping people watching Buffy give the speech and yeah. she looks so fucking bored. Yeah. And he even says, he's like, even Willow's bored. <laughs> I did like that. So I, props yeah. for that. No, she's great. And I'm not saying anything bad about anyone's performance. No, 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 but no. But that no. was like in the episode. I liked the episode, but that was probably the only bum note where I was like, all right. Show. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I get what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work for me. And like I said, the scene felt like it was 10 minutes long. It might have been 12 seconds. It, it was like, it, it, seeing them make out was like not, it was like maybe two seconds. <laughs> it did feel like an eternity. It felt so long. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so these two episodes were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, we're going to do a Tall Dark and Broody episode where we talk about Inside Out and Shiny Happy People. Brrr. And then after that, we're back to Buffy for Lies My Parents Told Me and... Dirty girls. Dirty girls. We're probably going to say dirty girls like this a bunch of times. Dirty girls. What if we start rolling ours? Dirty <laughs> girls. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, okay, guys. <laughs> We're going to... Uh, we'll see you soon, but in the meantime, follow us on social media at Hellmouthy. Follow me on social media at Kelly Nugie. Follow Ryan on social media at Armogi. Bye. Bye.